0: to laying the points brought to you by my bookie my name is matt lamarca you can find me on twitter at matt lamarca and i'm joined as always by my co-host kyle Dvorak, who you can find on twitter at kyle tweets here kyle you picked up another game on me last week we got a real uh, a real race going down the uh the home stretch here yeah i
1: think what i'm like one and a half Back am I one and a one and a half back or something yeah, like one, that? Yeah, what
0: one and a half because of the top.
1: Yeah, and uh not only one and a half back, but both of us like massively positive on on the year. Not only at like compared to 500, but even compared to like the juice. So I think regardless of if I beat you or not, we're both gonna have successful years. Uh, so that's really all I can hope for.
0: Yeah, definitely been a good season. Hopefully we can keep it going with week 16. Uh And before I do that, let me just remind everybody about. Road of His Patreon, sign up to gain exclusive access to the Road of His Radio Slack channel where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Become a Road of His Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high-quality, industry-leading programming. That's patreon.com slash radio. And speaking of exclusives as a loyal podcast listener, you can get 10% off a RotoViz of NFL pass right now. It's available through the podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. Gain unlimited to access to all of our content and tools. So you get an amazing value and support the podcast network. Once again, that's rotaviz.com slash podcast. All right. So no Thursday night football game this week. Thursday night football is officially done at this point. But we do have three games on Saturday, which is pretty nice. Uh, starts with the Houston Texans. They're favored by three on the road at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kyle, do you have a feel for this game?
1: I don't have a strong feel, but I do think it's really interesting that Tampa Bay, who has been largely propelled by like outstanding receiving play, uh, because quarterback play a bit mixed. Given like a uh, man, James Winston loves like gets a special. Fire under his seat whenever he throws a first drive pick. Uh, so quarterback play a little more spotty, but receiver play truly they have at this point, like, clearly the number one duo receivers, or had, should I say, as now they are without both, uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And uh, on top of that, even their third receiver, I believe, in terms of targets, uh, Scott Miller, all, all three of them are out. I'm just not sure how they're really going to survive and put up points against this Texans team, who uh, is also like a, a prolific passing team and built in a way that I think Tampa Bay could really get punished by, as Tampa Bay has just been crushed by every receiving game they've faced. So I would probably lean Houston here,
0: but uh, betting road favorites,
1: probably not a path to success. So definitely not my five.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of like Tampa Bay, to be honest. I don't think that... The receiver injuries matter as much as, you know, injuries at other positions. I don't want to completely downplay them because, you know, the the Tampa Bay duo has been really, really good. Like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, definitely good football players. But, you know, they didn't have Evans last week and Brashad Perryman looked fine. So. I mean, they were
1: without Chris Godwin for, I think, about a half on the dot. So, yeah, they were fine. Like, Absolutely.
0: I think Jameis is going to continue to take shots down the field, regardless of if it's me and you out there playing receiver with him. So uh I think that they can overcome those injuries. And what really pushes me in the direction of Tampa Bay is this game really means very little to the Texans. Like they can clinch the division if Tennessee loses to the Saints. And they could also just clinch the division if they beat Tennessee next week so very little at stake for them in this game uh I love to you know target spots like that I think that it makes a lot of sense that we don't see the Texans best game in this contest since it really doesn't make any sense for them to to show up like if I was playing or coaching the Texans most of my energy right now would be focused on a uh, a Titans showdown in week 17 all right Interesting one here. Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. The Bills are coming off of a a decent win against the Steelers in prime time. Patriots seem to get back on track last week against the Bengals. Pats are favored by six and a half at home and the total sits at 37 and a half points. Uh, What are your thoughts here? Uh, We kind of talked last week about Taking the pass against the Bengals and then fading them against the Bills—is that something you still plan on doing?
1: Yeah, I don't know if it'll be in my five, but I would take the Bills in in this spot, and I also would be interested in the under. Uh, both these teams, like especially New England, I feel like their offense has probably gotten worse since, like, uh, I mean, they've had a litany of like injuries and just bad play from their receivers outside of Julian Edelman. Uh, the run game, like just everything about them has been pretty poor. Uh, I think Tom Brady missed the Pro Bowl for the first time in like a decade or something. Uh, yeah, I think I would feel comfortable taking the under here and I don't mind taking the Bills either. Whereas I think the Bills have been trending in the right direction later in the season and New England going the opposite direction. Uh, last time they played it was like 16 to 10, I believe. Um, yeah, I just, um, not really sure i I think that the bills can win it, but six and a half is a lot for them to cover or a lot for uh, New England to cover rather. and I, I do think I'll take the bills here. I don't know if they're making my five though,
0: yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm siding with the bills, but I don't feel particularly good about it. I mean, if you just think about the number when these two teams played the last time, I want to say New England was favored by you know close to a touchdown on the road, maybe even more than a touchdown. so. Now the, the spread on this game has swung by a pretty drastic fashion when you, you know, take three points away from the, the bills for home field and add them to the Patriots. Like it's a pretty drastic spread move. The public also appears to not be buying the Patriots. I was hoping that, you know, everybody would flock back to them after they throttled the, uh, the Bengals, but right now 63% of the bets are coming in on Buffalo. So. Uh, You know, if you like fading the public and you like betting on good teams or at least once good teams, the the Patriots are your team this week. I can't do it because I still think that this past team is not the same past team that we've seen in the past, but definitely an appealing contrarian spot for, for Tom Brady. All right. Last Saturday game, we have the Los Angeles Rams heading into San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The 49ers are favored by six points, and the total sits at 45-and-a-half. Kyle, Los Angeles, kind of been one of the most Jekyll and Hyde teams all season. They got throttled last week by Dallas. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, I think the Rams might just suck. Like, they are, uh, like, I, I just think that they're not, they haven't been performing the same way. I think McVay – I don't know if he's outsmarting himself or what the plan is, but the way he's used his receivers uh, has been, it's seemingly very suboptimal and uh despite a like a fluky loss which I'll, we'll talk about later but Atlanta man with like two of the the best wins of the season on a very disappointing season i think this <laughs> makes sense as a bounce back spot and the rams are hotly con- or the the 49ers are hotly contending the top 2 seeds in the uh in the NFC looking for that first round bye so i think i'd take them uh, at home only given like 6 points doesn't seem like i don't know maybe i'm just underrating the rams but i've been kind of off of them since about midway points and i'm going to stick with that and go with the 49ers here
0: Nah, I agree. I think that's the correct play. Um, the, the key thing to watch here is the 49ers injury report. They were missing, uh, five starters in that game against the Falcons. So if, uh, if they're going to continue to be that banged up, maybe this number is a little bit too high. But if they can get most of those guys back, I do think that San Fran should have, uh, you know, a, a pretty nice edge in this game. Like, for certain, they, their defensive line should dominate the Rams offensive line. Like the Rams offensive line has stunk all season. Uh, and Jared Goff was hurt in their last game. He like banged his thumb on a, a helmet for the Cowboys and he looked awful after that. So they might also be banged up at quarterback. I think it's a bad combination of matchup and situation. Um, I, I think that the, the Niners for sure have some value at minus six. All right, let's move on to Sunday, 1 o'clock games. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are favored by 7.5 points. Total is 46.5. Uh, my initial thought when I saw this line was, wow, does Atlanta deserve to be favored by 7.5 over anybody? But Jacksonville has been pretty bad. I know they came back and won that last game uh where Oakland sort of collapsed down the stretch. But Uh, Is this a spot where you think Atlanta is being overvalued coming off of that win against the 49ers, or is this a a decent number considering just how bad Jacksonville has been?
1: Yeah, uh, I'd probably side with Jacksonville just because, like you said, it's hard for me to take Atlanta uh, with that many points against really any team, and despite Jacksonville like before last week had been beaten by three possessions in five straight games, uh, it's just Atlanta is not as bad, but they're still a very untalented football team the way they played. Although hilariously, I think if you take their two best wins, they are better than they have to be better than any other two best wins in the league. Uh with <laughs> wins in like wins in New Orleans. And it was a, a relative like it was a decisive win in New Orleans and a win over the over the 49ers. Like it's it, it's incredible that they we were loving them early in the season and they've done nothing but disappoint us. Now since the Bide they're four and two with literally the two best wins in the NFL, like the combination of the two best wins. Um, I don't know. It's, I I I'm struggling with this game, and I definitely won't have either side in my five.
0: Yeah, definitely a disappointing year for the Falcons. Um, but the sharps seem to like them. They were getting, they've been getting down on the Falcons pretty hard to start the week. Uh, this line, you know, opened at seven, but eighty-one percent of the money so far has come in on Atlanta, which has driven it up to seven and a half. Uh, that said, like, I can't see the Falcons. Giving this game their full attention, right? Like this has to be a letdown spot coming off of that win on the West Coast against San Francisco. Now they have to fly back and play uh, at home versus this Jaguars team. And as much as I've been making jokes about how the Jaguars have quit, they they just fired Tom Coughlin. Like Gardner Minshew is gonna try when he's out there, right? Like that guy has clearly not quit. So. Maybe this spread is uh, a little bit too high. I, I-, I certainly don't want to lay this many points with Atlanta. It just feels like too many to me. All right, New Orleans Saints favored by three on the road against the Tennessee Titans. 50-and-a-half is the total on this game. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Kyle? Yeah, I think, uh, I think the Titans, despite like, I guess last week would maybe have
1: cooled some people on them, I still think they're like, uh, and maybe, you know, this is definitely, uh, the bias clouded with my hate of Ryan Tannehill, but I think they're still probably not, uh, as good of a team as minus three versus New Orleans would say. Like the wins, the wins they have under Ryan Tannehill are against outside of Tampa Bay, all 500 or losing, or outside of Tampa Bay, outside of Kansas City are all outside of 500, uh, below 500. Except for one team, like their combined record of their opponents that they've beaten is thirty-nine and forty-five. Uh like I just I struggle to see, and like last week they showed, especially in the first half, like the floor that they have as an offense, they got shut out in the first half, and they even had a sixty-yard bomb to AJ Brown. Like I think when you rely so much on, on Ryan Tannehill, I think he's got like seventy over seventy percent of the team's offensive scores, you have that type of floor, and I, I feel comfortable taking the Saints here minus three.
0: Yeah, we uh we've done some work on this over at the Action Network where You want to fade teams in must win games. Uh, and this is clearly a must win game for the Tennessee Titans. Like, if they lose this game, they could very well be, uh, you know, confirmed not winning the division. So this is a game where they need their best effort. And, uh, historically, if you look at teams playing in the final three weeks of the season with a win percentage, uh, between 50% and 67%. If you just fade those teams when they're at home, you would have uh, roughly a 58% uh, cover rate. So I do think that the public tends to overvalue motivation in these spots. Um, that said, the the Sharps do seem to like the Titans. I will be siding with the Saints. I just think that the Saints are a really, really good football team. Um They have played tremendously for most of the season. There's some concern about Alvin Kamara at the moment. He hasn't exactly looked like himself, but I think that, uh, that they should be able to take, take care of business here. Like as good as Ryan Tannehill has been, he's still Ryan Tannehill, right? Like they, he uh, lost last week to Houston. I, I think this New Orleans team is clearly better. So I'll side with New Orleans as a road favorite. All right. New York Giants at the Washington Redskins. Redskins are favored by two and a half points. Total on this game sits at 42. Giants coming off of a huge win last week to get Eli Manning back to 500 for his career. Uh, he could go over 500 if he wins this game, which makes him like a lock for the Hall of Fame. But if he loses, he probably doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. So huge, huge stakes at play here for the New York Giants. I'm kidding if you haven't been able to tell. This game is completely, uh, irrelevant for, for everything. Uh, I will say that Washington has been playing better recently, which is nice to see from Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you know, maybe that pick isn't going to turn up being uh, such a disaster for the Redskins. So, uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this contest? Can the Giants pull out a W here for for Elijah?
1: Yeah, one thing I, I would note is that we may be getting Daniel Jones back. I'm not sure, like, what your take is on this. but he did, he did. I—, I I, I'm just saying what I see. Of course I want to see Eli get, like lock himself into a Hall of Fame bid, but uh, Daniel Jones did practice in full on Wednesday, and that's typically like a pretty great sign that a player is going to play. And honestly, regardless of who they have under center, it's not good. Somehow, uh, like maybe this is just uh, – like maybe there's some tip pass or something, but how did Eli Manning throw three picks – against the Miami Dolphins. Only Brian Hoyer has done that this season. Oh, I watched uh,
0: that game. There were no tip passes. Oh,
1: no. (laughs) Like, uh, I mean, they just have two awful quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, exciting, but still, like, a very not-good quarterback this season. I think, what, he didn't play the first two games. He hasn't played the past two games. He still leads the league in fumbles. Uh, He's up there in sack percentage and interception percentage. It's just, like, no matter who they're going to play under center, I, I think they're at a massive disadvantage. And like you said, Haskins has played uh, played better as of late. I still don't know if he's the franchise guy, but in college he was just incredibly dominant. Like, an 80th percentile yards per attempt, a 90th percentile QBR. Like, I, I think there is still hope for him as a quarterback, and he showed a little bit of that last week. I like the Redskins here.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we didn't win our Redskins bet. Uh, oh, on yeah, one of the you, worst covers of the year.
1: Oh, my. I I literally, until, like, today, I was like, oh, we got the Redskins bet, and then I checked the score. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. They were, uh, like, I feel like the process led. Uh, there was good process in that. Uh, oh, clear,
0: yeah. clearly good process. I mean, they're driving to try and tie slash win the game, and Haskins completes a pass, and the receiver gets out of bounds with, like, one second left. And then on the very next play, uh, defensive touchdown for, for the cover for the Eagles, which is just absolutely brutal. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have been playing better and the Giants aren't good. You know, like I took the Redskins getting five last week against the, uh, Eagles on the road, I believe. And now I'm, I only have to, I have to lay less than a field goal with them at home against the Giants who are awful. To me, that's a, that's a no brainer. I think Washington is a pretty nice little bet this week. Alright, Philadelphia Steelers. I almost said uh I almost said Philadelphia seventy sixers, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry. Pittsburgh Steelers, favored by three, on the road against the New York Jets. Total on this game is thirty-seven and a half points. Uh and I'll tell you, Kyle, I will definitely be on the Jets this week.
1: Yeah, I have I have no clue uh what to do with this game because one, both these teams are just like like Pittsburgh crawling their way into maybe the playoffs, especially with, uh, like Vegas and myself liking, like, I like New Orleans against the spread, Vegas liking them straight up, obviously. Uh, Tennessee looking to lose this week, so Pittsburgh might just, like, limp their way into the postseason, but, like, I don't think the style of football they're playing is very conducive to NFL success, like how conservative they've been, how run heavy they've been. So it's really hard for me to give them, like, to bet with them three points on the road. At the same time, I don't like the Jets, so I want to hear your take on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the, I think we can uh, officially say that the Duck Hodges era has uh, been a bit of a failure. Like, uh, it hasn't been drastically worse than, um, with the, with the Oklahoma State guy under quarterback. What's his name?
1: Yeah, it's Mason Rudolph. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it's been. Like, it's been, like, marginally better at best, but they're still running this, like, this boring conservative offense that isn't conducive to, like, I don't think that's how you win in the NFL. So it's been, like, marginally better because Rudolph was so bad, but it's clearly not a path to long-term success.
0: Yeah, and I know the Jets lost by 21 to the Ravens. That game was closer than the final score indicated. The Jets missed a field goal on their opening drive. They went for it on fourth and one inside uh, Ravens territory in the first half and didn't come away with any points. And then every time it looked like the Ravens were putting the game away, the Jets would come back and score another touchdown. So, I'm not trying to say that the red that the Jets played well in that game. Like certainly defensively, they did not. But they're not facing Lamar Jackson this. They're facing Doug Hodges. So, I I actually believe in this Jets offense a little bit. I think that they can score some points and the Steelers are not good. So, them as a road favorite, I just don't see it. Like if this game was was pick'em or closer to that, I, I could see siding with Pittsburgh because their defense is very good. But we're getting three points with a team that I think is only marginally worse than their their opponent. So I I think the Jets are a really sharp play this week, and the betting numbers would seem to agree with that so far. The Jets right now are getting not a ton of the bets but they are getting an overwhelming percentage of the money. 35% of the bets, 57% of the money. So uh, I'm grabbing this number now. I'm grabbing the full field goal, and it wouldn't shock me if by the time this game kicked off, we were like closer to one point or something like that. All right, Cincinnati Bengals at the Miami Dolphins. We got a pick em game, and the total is 47 points. So Miami here has the better record. Uh, you know, Cincinnati has been basically dreadful all season. And yet this line is saying that these teams are even, are, are that Cincinnati's better on a neutral field. So, Kyle, do you agree with this assessment? What are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, I, I would assume you were alluding to maybe like the Dolphins here, which is what I like. That so the Dolphins started off atrociously against some hard competition. They I think they were 0 4 against the spread because they got killed by the Ravens, Patriots, Cowboys, and even to an extent the Chargers. Since then, I'm pretty sure that 7 and 3 against the spread. They've played better, and that does coincide with getting uh, I think at least a few of those early games were with Josh Rosen, like getting Fitzpatrick like fully ingratiated at the offense with Devontae Parker. Like they've looked like a competent NFL team, and they've killed the spread down the stretch like seven and three in their past 10 I believe uh yeah I think this is like I- I'm I would take them uh like probably straight like on a neutral field I think they're just a better team than Cincinnati so at home uh, I'll pick them I-, I feel like Miami it's this is almost almost a bad line just like
0: blatantly bad yeah I don't feel the same way I I really have zero feel for this game because what incentive does either team have to play well like the incentive for Cincinnati is to lose this game, right? <laughs> like, they, they should theoretically not want to win this game, and neither should Miami. So, how do you handicap two teams that, that aren't trying to win? I'm not really sure. I do think that Cincinnati has been better with Dalton under center compared to what we saw with Ryan Finley. Like, ever since they got him back, they have been more competitive. Uh, the Dolphins just got rolled versus the Giants, so, like, I think that the line is actually pretty fair. Uh, I just want nothing to do with this game. I won't watch it. I won't bet it. And I, I'll try not to think about it for the rest of the week. All right, Carolina Panthers at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are favored by seven points. Total on this game is 46. Panthers have basically been a sinking ship recently. Uh, they are making the switch at quarterback, I believe. Will Greer is getting the stat. Uh, the start moving into the, uh, the lineup for Kyle Allen. So what are your thoughts here? Does that change how you're approaching this contest? Yeah, I think that it may go
1: underrated just how awful Kyle Allen has been this season. Uh, Like, truly in the bottom level of starting quarterbacks, he's top five in sack rate and interception rate. And not only that, but this is actually really funny that his sacks have been taken much deeper in his own, uh, like, backfield than almost any other quarterback. So, like, the sack yardage he's suffered has actually been, like, incredibly punishing. Leads the league in sack yardage by almost 100 yards over the next closest player, uh, Kyler Murray. So, and, and with... Significantly less sacks and less games played because he didn't play the first two games, I believe. So, yeah, just like he, much like Daniel Jones, but honestly, maybe even worse, uh, has just been like stalling out and killing drives all on his own in so many different ways. So I think the switch to Will Greer, even though I don't have particularly high hopes for like basically any quarterback not taking in the top 10, like he was a prolific producer his final two years in West Virginia, like he transferred to there after going to Florida. But like, he threw for over 7,000 yards, and I believe he threw for over 70 scores, uh, in his two seasons there. Like, sure, it's West Virginia, and they play bad competition, they run a, an offensive conducive system, but like, he was, he was good in college. He, I, I cannot believe in my mind's eye that he is, uh, not a significant upgrade over Kyle Allen. So I like the Panthers here just because I think that will go underrated in the betting market.
0: Yeah, college yards per attempt of 9.7 that puts him in the 92nd percentile uh QBR of 81.9 that puts him in the 79th percentile and the the thing that that stands out about him as well is he's a plus athlete uh 95.2 spark x score that's 67th percentile for the position so like he should be able to move a little bit um regardless of you know it, whether or not he can find success with his arm and you know, like the Colts, what have they done recently? They've been just as bad. So I think yeah, the are also a-
1: officially out of the playoffs too. I don't think there's there's uh, any way for them to get in now uh, after the loss, the awful loss to the Saints. So uh, like no reason for them to play anymore. Not that there's much of a reason for Carolina, but at least they've been playing that way all the way, all like for the past how many ever weeks. Now the Colts completely out of it.
0: Right, that's a good point. Complete, like, just motivational letdown spot now that they have nothing to play for. Uh, I think that the, uh, this is a nice buy low opportunity on the Panthers. So, also, haven't heard a lot from Bill Simmons on the Colts. You know, uh, all of his Andrew Luck hatred, his Ewing theory hatred of, uh, of how Andrew Luck left the team. Not, he's been awful quiet recently, Kyle. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's go Panthers to shove one, shove one and Bill Simmons. Like, we have a big podcast rivalry between two of the, yeah, the, classic, the classic podcast sports podcast, Rotoviz and uh, Bill Simmons podcast, so. <laughs>
0: it's true. Like, I know he sits in his office just thinking about why we're so better at picking football games than him. All right, next game and final game of the 1 o'clock time slot. We've got the Ravens favored by 10 on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I've gotten cute a lot this season, just picking against the Ravens, and I'm done doing it. This was one of the weirdest games of the year when these teams played in Baltimore. Cleveland kind of blew their doors off, and I just think the Ravens are going to be out for blood here. So I will take the Ravens as a 10-point favorite on the road.
1: Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the Ravens can also clinch the one seed, uh, outright if they win this game because they own the tiebreaker over, uh, over New England. Although maybe what they, are they 12 wins?
0: Are they 13? They're wins? at 12 and if they get to 13, that will lock them into the one seed. Yeah, that would give them the, that would give them both the bye week and
1: the week of rest because they really wouldn't need to play at all in week 17. So if they are like, uh, more motivated than most other teams. And yeah, like you said, like we saw last week that, uh, like six, I think of 16 versus the Jets, uh, hard to cover for most NFL teams, but the Ravens just aren't most NFL teams. And I do, I, I'll buy a little bit of the revenge narrative and maybe one of the weirdest outcomes of the season with, uh, the Cleveland Browns beating them last time.
0: Right. And Lamar Jackson was supposedly not healthy in that game. You know, like I know he said he was good and he played through the injury, but like, dude looked fine to me. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that the rest might be a, an extra motivating factor for them.
1: Browns also not technically out of it, but I believe they have to have, uh, they have to they have They
0: have like a 1% chance of the making the playoffs Titans have to days. end
1: at eight and eight. The, uh, the Raiders have to end at eight and eight. The Colts have to end there to like split a bunch of ties their way. They're out of it. They are essentially out
0: of it. So uh, like, it's hard for me to see them get it nearly as motivated as the Ravens. All right. Let's talk about my bookie. It's that time of the year. Christmas is coming up quick. As we're approaching the 25th and our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports book in the industry. And now this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right. 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day so that you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC and they'll keep up the gift-giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list, and they've got a little something for everyone this season. Especially with the NHL and NBA in full swing, and all the college bowl games around the corner, it really is the holiday season and the best time of the year for sports betting. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ask for, my bookie is here to make Christmas great again, Head over to mybookie.ag right now and use our promo code Rotoviz to get half off your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check out the site during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of these deals. So go sign up for mybookie with promo code Rotoviz and start winning today. All right, Sunday, 4 o'clock games. We've got the Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos. Broncos are favored by six and a half, and the total on this game is 45. Uh, Denver, uh, not, not a great week for them, but Detroit, like, I think it's, I, I think it's, they've kind of flown under the radar with just how bad they've been this year. Like, I think if you asked most people how many wins Detroit have, they would say like, I don't know, five, six wins. No, they have three wins this year. Uh, they have been really just one of the dregs of the league, and they don't seem to get talked about that way. So uh, what are your thoughts here? Can Denver take care of business? Is this like a bounce-back week for Drew Locke? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think you actually covered it
1: uh, pretty well in that, uh, yeah, it's hard for me to have any faith in Detroit, even if it's a decent-sized spread at 6.5. Uh, they're at Denver, and I think Denver's just a significantly better team all around uh, on offense. Like, with David Blau under center, it's been very difficult. They haven't topped 20 points yet. They're 0-3 with him, uh, and he's thrown five interceptions to three touchdowns. Like, I think that's very uh, very much what you can expect going forward. Right. So and for I me, think
0: he started his career with two touchdowns on, like, his first two drives. Oh, yeah, I know,
1: you're right, because one of them was the blown coverage. Well, I mean, it was the easiest, like, I could have thrown that touchdown pass. Uh, Yeah, so you're probably right. He's probably thrown, uh, like, thrown five interceptions to one touchdown since his first three drives or two drives. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, Detroit, not very good under David Blau. And I do really, like, even I, like, having, like, doing this every week, would not have guessed just how bad uh they've been this season. So I kind of like Denver here, and they've been a, a sneaky team covering a lot of games this season.
0: Yeah, and can I ask what the hell are the Lions doing bringing Kerryon Johnson back from IR? Like, they, they're they going to let him play on a 3-10 and team after, you know, a knee injury? Like, they, they understand that they have nothing to gain by playing him these two weeks, right? Like, it's yeah, just, I, I, I can't, don't know. It's I just think there's a lot of
1: teams that, like, why, like, uh, Jacksonville, another one, where DJ Chark may be coming back this week. Like, they're expecting him to play. Like, I don't know, you've got this young breakout player and you're willing to risk his help on like a meaningless game when you could potentially like most teams think they can contend next season i i don't get it uh you know let's bet against let's not only bet against uh detroit because i don't think they're a very good team let's bet against them because they're a dumb franchise love it
0: all right oakland raiders at the los angeles chargers chargers are favored by six and a half and the total on this game is 45 uh chargers got their doors blown off last week by the vikings while the raiders had an awful loss against the jaguars what a way uh, like
1: what a raiders way to go out though like would you have it any other way <laughs> for the raiders playing their last game in oakland like that's a it's you couldn't script it better for, for a former raiders ending
0: i feel bad for vegas they deserve a better football team than this uh, it's just such a wonderful town do
1: you, do you feel good for oakland losing their team then <laughs> like you're like guys you, you don't need this kind
0: of stress in your life it's really doing you a favor yeah, you know what? Like, think about it. They they now all these Raider fans, if they don't want to support the team in Vegas, they have their choice of the rest of the league. They can do whatever they want.
1: Yeah, I don't have a good read on this game, I think, is what I'm trying to say, because both yeah. these teams are awful. Um yeah, I, I don't have a strong, strong lead. I think maybe my only my only edge would be that I've seen this Chargers line, I think like up to seven and a half in other spots. So maybe we get some like if you're betting at my my bookie, maybe you're just getting an edge by taking a more like a line that I think could probably move by the time the game starts. So that'd probably be my only lean. I'm not getting anywhere close to this game with two teams that I just they're both so bad. I don't know how I can pick either one.
0: Yeah, the the Raiders this I saw this stat. What a great stat. The Raiders had 10 trips into Jacksonville territory last week scored 16 points. That is just awful. Um. That said, I do think that this is probably too many points. Like, if if you knew that you're getting the best game from the Raiders and the best game from the Chargers, this line would not be that high. Uh, I think that we're kind of getting a little bit of an overreaction line, coming off of that you know brutal Raiders loss last week. So uh, I think that they make some sense <clears throat> right now. They're they're getting some sharp activity. of the bets, 60% of the money. So not a ton of wagers on this game. We've tracked less than 1,000 so far, but it's not surprising to me that the Sharps are grabbing the points in this contest. I think that that's probably the correct move. All right, last afternoon game, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by 9.5 points. Total on this game sits at fifty. Uh, we've kind of made fun of Seattle and Pete Carroll a lot this season. Um, and, and if you look at some of their metrics, man, like it is crazy that they've won 11 games, but they've won 11 games. They're now, I believe, the one seed in the NFC. So, uh, the, the 49ers and Seahawks, I do believe play in week 17. So obviously a long way from, from clinching, uh, the top seed from, from Seattle, but, you know, like, I I don't know if it's just running hot, if it's a testament to just how good Russell Wilson is. Like, I, I don't, I honestly don't know at this point. Like, it just feels like Seattle every week pulls out a game that they don't deserve to, or they win a closer game than they should. Like, I, I have a, what I'm trying to say is I have a very hard time giving a read on this team. So do you have any thoughts because uh, it feels to me like the, the Seahawks will probably win another close game, which means I should take the uh, Cardinals getting nearly 10 points, but I honestly just don't know.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I guess a few things I'd like to touch on. I just saw this somewhere on Twitter. I forget who it was and I apologize for that. But, uh, it was that if you just use, like, the, the points differential for all of the Seahawks, uh, I think since the Russell Wilson era, like, they, they don't, they basically haven't outperformed the points differential up until this season. Like, they're not, like, that's not a trend that exists with them, regardless, like, Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll. Like, they're just like every okay. other team. Like they're, That's they're just good like yeah, up until this season, like you could have used it just like any other team. Uh, how badly they beat other teams predicts like their their win loss record. Like they're nothing. They haven't been anything special up until this point. But two, uh, for them to get a first round bye. They don't, this game doesn't matter at all, I don't think, because they just need to beat the 49ers. They already have one win over the 49ers this season. So they, even if they tie records, they break the tie over the 49ers. So they don't necessarily have a ton of motivation to win this game. Like it might matter one versus two seed, but for first round buy purposes, uh, not a huge difference. So I, I don't know. I'd probably take the Cardinals have been pretty solid against the spread, crushed the spread last week, uh, against a degenerate Browns team. But, uh, I'd probably take the Cardinals here. I don't have a solid read either though.
0: Yeah. You know what? We need we need one more from the Cardinals. We need them to to hit five wins on the season. So, uh let's let's get it this week. Let's get it done early and then next week we're free rolling. So, that's yeah,
1: essentially a parlay. We're we're parlaying the the five the five <laughs> wins with just a win this week.
0: Uh also, I lied. There is one more game. It is the Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh last week nobody wanted anything to do with Dallas. And they came out and they smacked the Rams around. So of course now they're favored by three points on the road in Philly and everybody is lining up to bet on them. Uh, 76% of the bets right now are on the Cowboys. So to me, this is like a completely different situation when you go from being a home underdog to a team that we don't think is any good in the Rams to now they're a road favorite, like completely different betting situation. I'm more than happy to. Pivot off of Dallas and target Philly now. Uh, you know, like I, I definitely think Dallas is better on a neutral field, but are they six points better? I don't know if I agree with that. So give me the Eagles here. I think that, uh, you know, this is obviously one of the most important games of the week. This is basically a playoff game. So I will side with, uh, with Philadelphia as a contrarian home underdog here.
1: Yeah, I think these teams are both tied in record, if I'm correct, and once Dallas wins, they have the tiebreaker, so it'll be over. Uh, Dallas could still win, I believe, if they lose this game, but winning this seals it, and, uh, obviously losing it would seal it for Philly. I, I still would tend to take Dallas, because I think they're just a, like, significantly better team. Like, the Eagles, like, like what they did last week versus Washington should not have won them the football game, like we talked about. So, honestly, feel... two
0: weeks in a row, because they, they basically laid an egg for the first 3 quarters against the Giants oh, too. Oh, yeah, that was so, Yeah, it, I mean, I'd pick her for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm just kind of trusting the number, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the reason
1: like I am like I am just more confident in betting against the Eagles and the number has brought me to neutral uh that I'm not going to be that like I I just can't be that public of better. So, it has brought me from very much wanting to fade the Eagles to just ignoring this game, but in the same spot of view where I'm trusting the numbers enough to go against my thought of betting against the Eagles.
0: All right, Sunday night football. Kansas City Chiefs favored by six points at the Chicago Bears. 45 is the total on this game. Um, Chicago, definitely a lost year for them. They, uh, they couldn't get the job done last week against the Packers, and they are receiving a comically small percentage of the bets right now. 8% of the bets, 7% of the money. Like, nobody wants anything to do with this team. The number has already risen from four points to six points. And unless some sharp Chicago money comes in, uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be headed back down in that direction. It could definitely get to up over a field goal. So uh, I'm probably pouncing on Kansas City right now. I'm trying to lock this thing in as, as soon as possible. Um, but my advice is if you like Chicago for for some odd reason... You should wait, but uh, I will be locking in the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yeah, 100. I, I, it's open. That's crazy to open this for. Uh, this is comically. This is the best team against the spread. Kansas City nine and five. I'm sure it's a little fungible depending on your book, but like Kansas City nine and five ATS against the worst team, and that's probably the worst team outright. Chicago four and ten. The next closest charge is four eight two. Uh, like I wonder how often in like the like in a season or even in like years you get the number one team versus the last team against the spread. And yeah, I'd be shocked if this doesn't continue to rise. I'm uh, kind of picking a handful of favorites this week, but no favorite do I feel more good about than Kansas City. Like, Kansas City, one of the best teams in the league were Chicago, uh, underrated as an awful team, especially uh, based on how the market has picked them. So, yeah, I, I feel very confident in KC. Yeah,
0: the, the one thing to keep in mind is that there is the potential that this game means absolutely nothing. Like, if the Patriots beat the Bills and the Texans lose to the Buccaneers, that locks Kansas City into the three seed. They can't move up and they can't move down. So if that scenario happens, maybe we don't see a full game from Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. But if, if Kansas City plays their normal game, I don't see how they don't cover a full touchdown here. All right, last game of the week, Monday Night Football, and this is a biggie. We've got the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are favored by five and a half points. Uh, This game has huge playoff implications, obviously. What are your thoughts on these two teams?
1: Um, Yeah, so this is—I don't have a strong read, and I already have my five locked in, so it doesn't matter. But I would say, uh, like— I think, uh, even as much as I have been an Aaron Rodgers doubter all season and for like the past year or two, given, uh, given five and a half points in basically like a, a must win game, uh, for them in terms of like playoff seating in the division, I, I would take them with the points. I don't know if I take them to win outright, but you don't have to. So I think just, uh, I would take Aaron Rodgers in the clutches of situations. And this has also been the, is, is, uh, Kirk Cousins 0 8 or 0 and 9 on Monday night? I like, think. Right. I don't know like how much you can buy into that, but I do think there has to be certain people in the professional line of football that are just less (laughs) or more clutch. And he clearly would fall on the less clutch side. So I don't know. I'll I'll take Green Bay Packers in the Monday night Kirk narrative.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a sucker for Aaron Rodgers as an underdog. I'm also a sucker for Aaron Rodgers as a favorite for what it's worth. So I, uh, I, I will certainly be taking, um, Rodgers in this spot You know, we make jokes about the Cousins like primetime narrative, but I think there might be something to the fact that like those games are usually against good teams. So it's not overly surprising to me that Cousins is a guy who beats up on bad teams and struggles versus good teams. So I know he's kind of changed that narrative a little bit this season. Like he has uh, some quality wins on his resume, but I, I still, you know, Kirk Cousins to me is... Just whatever as a quarterback. He's blah. So uh, I will gladly take one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, even if he's a little bit past his prime, getting five and a half here in this spot. All right. Let's get in to our my five presented by my bookie. Uh, I mentioned it at the top of the show, but Kyle picked up a game on me last week. I went two and three. He went three and two. Uh, could have been a better week if, if Washington covers for us, but That's the breaks of the game. So my record now for the season is 39, 29 and two. Kyle is 38, 31 and one. So a lot still to play for here over the final two weeks. Like we certainly don't have any spots where we can rest our starters. You know what I'm saying? Like it's full bore for us over these last two weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm excited because it looks like we have a handful of different games for not facing each other, which I have just learned. I have learned my lesson against facing you. I think I'm like one in three or one in four against facing you. Uh, I picked up the last one a few weeks ago and I will not be doing that again. So, uh, to kick off my five, I've got New Orleans minus three, uh, Green Bay plus five and a half. I actually swapped out Washington as we were talking about Green Bay. I think that. Yeah, you've, you've kind of—I was on Green Bay, and then you really hammered the point home that I'll take Green Bay, as will you, I believe. Uh Miami, and then the Panthers, plus seven. Kansas City, minus six for my five.
0: Yeah, so we've got two games of overlap. I am also on the Packers, five and a half, and I am also on the Panthers, plus seven. Uh Other than that, I'm taking three contrarian home underdogs. Eagles, plus three. Jets, plus three. Tampa Bay, plus three. So— that's my betting card. Uh, I feel like I should go two and one on those home, home underdogs. So, uh, that's kind of how I'm approaching it. I think that all three teams make a lot of sense. The Jets probably being my favorite of the bunch. So that's going to do it for this edition of laying the points. Uh, we will be back for week 17. The schedule might be a little bit different because of the holidays. We normally record on a Wednesday, Christmas falls on a Wednesday. So uh, we will um, definitely be back, but this, the episode might be a little earlier or later in the week than usual. So keep your eyes posted for Kyle, who you can find on Twitter, at Kyle Tweets here. I'm Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in.